You are listening to UCC 98.3 FM. It's currently 15.07 and that was Mercy Mercy May by Marvin Gaye. I'm Ava, your UCCSU Welfare Officer and you are listening to Know Your Union, which is a show brought to you by UCC Students Union every second Tuesday from 3 until 4 p.m. where we chat about all things UCCSU coming up to you with different topics each week. I'm taking over for Haley this week as they are on leave. Today I'm joined in the studio by the lovely Irene Nihulavan, UCC Green Shoots Coordinator. Do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself and where you're from and what you studied and how you came to this role? Sure, thanks Ava. Um, yeah, so that was that was a really nice introduction there. Um, I come from Clarny in County Kerry. Um, I'm, yeah, as, as Ava said there, I'm the Green Shoots Coordinator. My background is zoology and conservation ecology. So I studied zoology in, uh, of its importance, but um, yeah, I, I was always perhaps the one climbing trees, but I <laughs> I certainly wasn't that kid with the reusable bottle and all of that because I think in Ireland we have a complex relationship with this stuff. Um, you know, Ireland was up until quite recently very poor. So, you know, we, we didn't really have the opportunity to do loads of consumption. So it's quite a recent thing for us. So it was kind of, um, it went from very little to loads. And I think I was born into that era of loads and loads of stuff whenever you wanted it. Um, so there's there's a lot of unlearning within that, and I think that nobody is is perfect, and you know these issues are systemic in origin as well. So we just kind of do what we can within that. I suppose I come from a, pa- a family who's who appreciates nature a lot and is very interested in it as well. So I'm lucky in that regard. That's really nice. Like, how would you see sustainability in your everyday adult life? Like that, some other students might be able to resonate with. Uh, yeah, I think like look, there's a lot of contradictions, and I really would say that. You can only do your best within the systems that we have. Um, but I definitely buy into the whole reusable thing, trying to reuse things as much as possible. I um, try and make my own lunches, so I'm not creating waste that way. Um, I cycle to college, which is is really great. Um, love my bike. It's brilliant. Uh, today isn't really good cycling weather, but in general, it's fantastic. Um, I'm a big switcher off of lights, which can be very annoying for the people around me, but um, saves massive amounts of electricity and energy to actually just do that. Mm-hmm. And money. Uh, yeah, and money, absolutely. Um, I try and wear secondhand clothes, buy secondhand if I can, um, which requires time and thrift, which I know not everybody has, um, which can be tricky to do. But I really would just say that with regards to this stuff, like don't let perfect be the enemy of good. I'm certainly not perfect. Um, but I think one of the really good things that you can do is to have compassionate conversations about this stuff. Um, that's something that I, I try to do a lot and I think I've definitely gotten a, a lot more understanding and patient and less Puritan as I've gotten older because um, surprisingly enough it's very off-putting and annoying when someone's like I think you should do that um, without having a compassionate perspective on why they might be doing something a certain way. Yeah no I definitely think coming into this job on the union like I'm terrified of having a plastic bottle or like every <laughs> uh, like compostable coffee cup from the shop. I'm like, yeah. I cannot be seen with that. But like, it's okay once in a while if you're stuck and you're really thirsty to get a plastic bottle. Yeah. As long as you're like trying your absolute hardest to mm. use that reusable cup or bottle and like you're just trying your best. Nobody's going to judge you for trying your best. I totally agree. And, and I think as well that like with reusable stuff, you know, it's not your fault that Coca-Cola, for example, are producing loads of plastic. Yeah. Um, the issue is that 
and, and you know, if, if you're someone who's neurodivergent or you might have ADHD or something like that, it can be a lot trickier to incorporate that little other element of admin into your day. Um, so everybody is different and we need to factor that into account as well. But I think that systemically, society-wide, we need to move away from the convenience um, perspective and make it a lot easier and a lot simpler for people to engage in reuse culture. 100%. And do you want to tell us a little bit about Green Campus and how it came about and just what it is? Yeah, um, Green Campus is a really incredible thing. So UCC was the first university in the world to actually be awarded a green flag, um, which I think is is really great and um, is to be hugely commended. But Green Campus overall, you know, you see it in schools, you see it in businesses, universities. Um, in Tash- Antashka is um, the organisation in Ireland who um, works with, you know, um, coordinates the Green Flag programme. Um, but uh, UCC's Green Campus Committee was established back in 2007 and um, it was the result of interested students' effort and passion and activism within the university. And what's really lovely about it as well is that it's student-led, but it is a collaboration between students and staff and continues to to operate that way. Um, and it's achieved a huge amount, so I, I don't think uh, UCC would have received the awards and accolades it's had for sustainability if it wasn't for that um, that student-led activism back in 2007. Um, so it's it's just a lovely legacy to have. Um, so Dr. Maria Caran, who's the head of sustainability and climate action, she was one of the students who led the way, and it's lovely to have that continuation now. Um, and I just think there's nothing more exciting than students and staff collaborating in a university setting and having that... Um, an understanding of how the other party works because I think there can be a little bit of a divide there and it's it's an unnecessary divide and it's it's an invisible div- you know it's um it's meaningless really so having that collaboration is is really powerful and it's why we're where we're at today in terms of sustainability oh I love that when I was a student I really didn't really know much about green campus so I'm glad that I'm learning a little bit more now and I always remember when I was in primary school as in a grail school, we'd always be talking about the green flags, like we wanted as many as we can get. And we had our own little committee and like none of us really knew what we were doing, but we knew we had to turn off the lights when we were leaving the classes and stuff. And I was kind of lost when we went to secondary school. But now, like I'm able to like reflect and bring it back to what I was doing in primary school. So it's really nice. So when you say that it's like a collaboration between staff and students, does that mean that both staff and students can run in the AGM or like how does that kind of work? Yeah, that's absolutely it. Um Shingal and Gwila or Garev um uh Brock Lasagh through the school freshman. Um yeah, it's absolutely that's how it runs. So the the committee itself um is a student staff collaboration, but the meetings which happen um every couple of weeks, they're very informal and anyone can join those at any time. So while we do have a committee, um it's it's a very open um, forum so anybody can join um, we actually have a meeting next Thursday um, from one to two I should have had the venue off the top of my head but if you go on to UCC Green Campus social media you can find um, all the information there um, yeah it'll be there oh that's so nice I love it when like you never feel kind of under pressure to go to meetings but also that there's the option there that you can just go in that it's not a closed committee meeting that you can all just like have your thoughts shared and you can chat along to the committee members and like action is done through that way, like getting everybody's voices in there. Mm. Do you want to tell us a little bit about your role as Green Shoots coordinator and just kind of what that is? Yeah, sure. So um, my role at UCC is to um, engage students in green spaces for their well-being, so for their mental health and physical health as well. Um, green spaces are 
hugely powerful and beneficial in terms of keeping us regulated, keeping us um, calm and, and content, uh, especially, you know, in a university setting where there's a lot going on, there's a lot of people around, there's a, a lot of simula- simulation for the senses. And on top of that, you know, like you mentioned there, Ava, that like students, you know, it's, it's nice not to feel under pressure to go to meetings and students at the moment, because of the housing crisis and because of cost of living, um, end up having to work a lot alongside their studies. So, um, yeah, there, there's a lot of different pressures coming from different angles. So to be able to spend time in green space is very important. It, it lowers your blood pressure. It helps community cohesion. Um, it uh, helps alleviate symptoms associated with anxiety and elevated stress. So it really can't be undermined just how significant um, exposure to nature is uh, in terms of our well-being. So that's one aspect of my role. And the other aspect, I suppose, is to support students to engage in environmental activism. So I have a presence at the Green Campus as well. I try to be there as much as I can and be there for students. Um, yeah, I, I run as well um, a program called Green Shoots Changemakers. So that's a, an element of the Green Shoots program. And that's designed to make it easy for students to engage in a climate action and for them to be supported in things like communication and event organization, facilitation, action execution, which, you know, for a lot of students is very new. It certainly was for me. And, you know, my own activism journey has been a long time um, spent, you know, (laughs) worrying about events and if people were going to show up and all of that. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I guess with the Green Juice program in general, I try and organize events throughout the year that relate to nature connection, um, the sustainability agenda, getting students involved in environmental activism and um, approaching it from a compassionate perspective as well and just trying to make it as enjoyable and as much crack as possible because, God, there can be a lot of um, seriousness in it. So yeah. yeah, definitely. And I really like that piece about the cost of living. Like, a lot of students don't actually want to spend much time in their houses because all the houses around College Road are mouldy and just not a nice living space. So it's nice to have somewhere else where they can go to kind of mm. decompress after college that they have a nice place. Do you want to like maybe, I don't know of any of these green spaces, if you want to say where they are and like what they offer. Absolutely. So um, UCC campus is, we're, we're really lucky here in that there's a lot of greenery built into the campus. Um, originally it was a you know, there was a medicinal garden incorporated into it. So a sort of botanical garden as part of the university. So, um, you know, we've had a lot of development since then, a lot of construction of buildings, but there's still beautiful pockets of green space. So um, there's a community garden, which is on College Road. It's behind number six Carrickside. There's a sensory garden that's beside the O'Reilly building. There's nice green seating areas. So beside the Students' Union and another little garden behind the O'Reilly building. Um, and I suppose just thinking of where the... The campus lies in the wider setting where alongside the River Lee, so there's a gorgeous walk alongside the River Lee that you can do at UCC campus. Um, we're connected to North Mall, which is a lovely uh, nature area as well. And there's a greenway quite close to um, UCC, which you can access through Fitzgerald's Park and, and crossing um, the bridge uh, over towards the, the Lee Road side of the city. Um, and then also, of course, we have the Arboretum. Um, there's amazing staff behind the Arboretum project and they give regular tours of um, of trees on campus. But I also give some green campus, sorry, green spaces tour on campus and so does um, Ella Barron-Carton, who is the, um, the garden intern currently. And she's fantastic as well for supporting students who want to get engaged with the garden. So there's... A huge opportunity to engage in green spaces. I'm also always really keen to hear students' ideas. Like recently, for example, there was a 
meditation session held in the community garden. And it's a it's a really lovely space to have because it's it's quiet in comparison to the rest of the campus. And there's a really lovely amount of wildlife, so a huge diversity of birds using it. Um, so yeah, it's just nice to know that those places exists, exist and that they're there for students to access. It's really nice. It can be really easy to get kind of caught up on staying on main campus and going from the library, home, sleep, library. So it's nice to know that there's places around UCC and also in UCC that you can avail of. And I know we're really lacking quiet spaces around campus as well, like whether it's prayer rooms or just kind of a quiet room. So that's really nice that you can go to these outdoor places as well and it's quiet and you can just have time for yourself. Mm, Yeah, definitely. We might take a little break and play a song. Put it on there.
Welcome back to UCC 98.3 FM. This is Know Your Union with Ava, your welfare officer. I'm just here with Irene Nihulavon talking about Climate Action Week and all things about green shoots and green campus on UCC. So I was thinking maybe we could go a little bit through the timetable or just talk about Climate Action Week in general. Like what was your vision for this week and why did you do it? Like why was it so important to you to have this designated week just for climate action? What does it mean to you? Mm. I suppose, I, yeah, I think that it's really important to have designated designated time slots for issues like this. Um, I wanted Climate Action Week to be really fun and engaging because obviously this is a serious issue. The climate and ecological crises are very serious issues and um, we do need to act immediately and it needs needs to be taken um, with insincerity. But at the same time, I think that it's very important to have a bit of crack with it too um, and to engage in climate activism in a way that is restorative and regenerative rather than um, extractive and a bit depressing. <laughs> because um, I think, you know, I've experienced burnout. I think a lot of activists have and, uh, you know, in, in any capacity. And it's very important for activism to restore you and to give you energy and make you smile, you know. Um, so I wanted to have a diversity of different events. I suppose in my head I had, a, you know, a, bit, a few more fanfares and fireworks and stuff, but it's a tough week to, any any week in university, it's tough to put something big and dramatic on. Um, but it's tough as well when societies are sorting out their committees and things like that. But I've just been so grateful. Like there's been incredible involvement from societies. Um, Sam Splan and Actus has been amazing. And Actus generally, Fault Refugees, uh, Vegan Sock, um, uh Scribble sock, um, fast forward and ignite. Um, you know, there's been involvement from um, environmental society and engineers without borders. And I'm really sorry if I'm like leaving a few out, but <laughs> you're all incredible and wonderful. And I just am hugely um, admiring of you all. Um, this is also a collaboration with Stand. So it's a Stand student festival happening this week as well. So we decided to marry the two together because Stand focus on um, issues of social justice as well as environmental justice. And it's really good to bring that climate justice perspective to Climate Action Week. Um, so it's been lovely having them here, um, kind of co-coordinating some of the events with us as well. And they have a course that's starting next week, actually. So that's a course in global issues. Um so that's something that students might be interested in too. But yeah, the, the week itself is designed to be a diverse uh, week of art um, and uh, music and entertainment and crack. And, you know, each day has a theme. So the first day was the opening day. Um, that was yesterday. Today is um, artivism. So we had a craft market, botanical painting, which is what I just came from. Um, we're going to have a repair and mend workshop later. Um, so that's at quarter past five in the student life room in the hub. Um, we're having a Societies and Green Shoots Environmental Activism evening. That's at seven o'clock in um, GO2 in the Western Gateway Building. Really excited for that because it's going to be a lovely way to get real tangible action out on the table as well because that's something that I'm bringing to the week as well and I feel is really important is, okay, we're holding these lovely events. What is the outcome of it? I know from experience that if you attend an event, it can be lovely there can be a lot of interesting conversations but I'm a doer <laughs> rather than a talker so I find it um, frustrating and demoralizing when there isn't uh, an outcome so um, 
we shared a post on some current environmental actions that student can, students can get involved in. Um, they all have a social justice element as well. So that's on um, Instagram and I'll also be mentioning them throughout the events that I co-facilitate throughout the week too. And the event this evening is going to have a big emphasis on that. Um, I don't know how <laughs> I keep going through the yeah, timetable. Yeah, go through the timetable. I, <laughs> I hope I'm not everything. boring anybody. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so tomorrow the weather unfortunately is a bit crap, but um, hopefully we will have a bit of dry uh, weather. So at half past 12, we're going to have a permaculture gardening event in UCC Community Garden. That's going to be held by Amy Shields. She's a permaculture and horticulture graduate. She's incredible. She knows a huge amount about plants and soil and nature in general. And she's going to be teaching students how to get plants for free, essentially, which is to use cuttings and slips from plants and um, grow your own lovely little herbs and things like that that oh you can just gosh. keep in a windowsill which that is going to be so really nice cool. free uh, dinner forever absolutely yeah I mean that's one thing to use the garden for as well is growing your free dinner you know that's something we really want to see students do um, the green flag reassessment is happening at 2pm in the sustainable futures lab uh, I think it's important as well to remember how strict and stringent the green flag reassessment is as well you know it's not a walk in the park so um, we do have to con- show we do have to show continuous engagement and improvement with the sustainability agenda um, so that'll be really nice to attend uh, there'll be students from other universities involved in green flag work in their own respective universities there as well um, at 4pm in the Sustainable Futures Lab again we're going to have uh, an, a really wonderful um, workshop on how to write an environmental submission so that's going to be delivered by Niamh Gairi who's a, a PhD candidate at UCC and she's just an incredible activist in general I cannot get over how much she manages to do she's really wonderful not that I would expect everyone to do that we all work within our own capacity and means but yeah Niamh is, is really exceptional and she's going to be um, presenting information on how to, so if, if, if there's a project that happens that you think damages the environment, be it a data center or a Shannon, you know, or not a Shannon, but an LNG, so liquefied natural gas or a fossil fuel development or something like that, it's important to know how to object to it. So that's what she's going to be talking about. Uh, and then at 5 p.m. we'll have an event uh, called Dulchus. So this is a really wonderful workshop which was developed by Karen Mason and it's all about the connection between language, culture and the landscape and how appreciation of Indigenous language, Indigenous people and culture can um, complement um, environmental actions um, and the importance of listening to Indigenous voices and Indigenous languages when it comes to addressing the climate and ecological crises. So I'm actually going to be delivering that on behalf of Karen because she uh, isn't in the country, unfortunately, but it's a really, really beautiful workshop and there's a lot of lovely Gaelga in there as well. So I'll do my best with that. Um, <laughs> you might do better with that, actually, Eva. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, and then on Thursday, we have... Um, uh, mindfulness for Climate Anxiety Workshop. So that's going to be delivered by Maura O'Neill. Uh, she's our Student Wellbeing Coordinator. That's happening in the Student Life Room. And Maura is going to provide some tools on how to look after yourself when it comes to taking environmental action, how to be gentle with yourself, some tools to um, ensure that you don't burn out and that you work within your own capacity. And if you do find, ex- find yourself experiencing, um, you know, hard feelings related to the climate crisis, how to sort of manage those because I would say that any feeling that comes up in response to the climate crisis is a valid and reasonable and rational feeling you know it's it's a terrifying thing so anger anxiety fear um all of these things are, are very important to to let happen and to, to not suppress so we're going to chat a little bit about that 
Um, and then Thursday at 3pm in the Student Life Room, we're going to have um, a really interesting session. It's a listening session called Circular Tales. Um, the title is Waste or Resource, the Urban Folklore of Stealing, Mending and Reuse. And it's a lovely project that was started by some of our own academics and folklore here at UCC. And we're co-hosting it with the UCC Folklore Society. Um and it's just going to be this uh, lovely listening session, um, hearing how um, Cork people in the past would have had a much different relationship with uh, natural resources, with food, with um, utensils and storage for food and all of that, and, and their relationship with reuse and recycling and how it was considered to be essential rather than you know, something that we do for the environment nowadays. And I think that's going to be really interesting and, and will bring up some really um, intriguing and important conversations around, I suppose, our relationship with consumption in Ireland in general and how, you know, from a post-colonial perspective, you know, um, you know, for a country that experienced a lot of poverty and oppression as well, um, how we can move towards reuse and circularity in a way that is sensitive to that, sensitive to that history, uh, rather than... Um, you know, this idea that's purported by the media oftentimes, which is that, you know, reusing things and zero waste is only the hobby of the middle class, which, you know, that couldn't be further from the truth and yeah. um, is very much evident in our history as well. So, yeah, I suppose that's that's a summary of the week's events. Um, and it, they've been really lovely so far. We had Colm O'Regan give an absolutely incredible stand up set on uh, Monday uh, yesterday <laughs> I'm I'm so like <laughs> fried from all of this but yesterday it was just hilarious and hilarious but also very beautiful and sincere in its own way even though you know he's he's there to absolutely take the piss out of sincerity as well but it was fantastic so um yeah it we've been having a great time so far so yeah. Wow. Oh my God. That is so many amazing things coming up with so many collaborations. So much input from I mean every type of student in UCC like there's something for absolutely everybody during this week and I mean a huge pool of bus for you <laughs> to after organizing all of this like I know myself like organizing a campaign week I mean I just had shag week the other day like it can be so exhausting and it can be so frustrating when you don't get the engagement that you might have hoped for because you might feel so passionate about one thing and everybody else might be like oh my god another workshop where like another digital badge are you yeah. being for real but I think it's just so important to at least offer these things that you're offering this like knowledge through a fun and interactive um like event in UCC because nowhere else offers such amazing events organized by such amazing people <laughs> on a campus so oh my god fair play and I'm so glad that yesterday went amazing such a good start to this week and hopefully tomorrow we'll have good weather for some gardening outside do you want to say maybe where is the sustainable futures lab I've never heard of it before yeah so that's in the Iris Ashley Commons building um, the engineering building and um, yeah it's it's an incredible initiative I, it's a pity now that I don't have you know a proper spiel to, <laughs> to rattle <laughs> off about it but I would definitely rather than do it uh, you know a disservice I would recommend uh, heading onto the UCC website and learning a little bit about the Sustainable Futures Lab because there's some incredible research being done um, in this area oh I just saw the timetable for Climate Action Week on the screen there that's that's fantastic outside the hub <laughs> uh, delighted with that Um Thank you, Media and Communications UCC. Uh, <laughs> <Shout> <laughs> <ABMS>. <laughs> um, but yeah, there there is really incredible work being done there. Uh, Marguerite Nyan, um, Dr. Marguerite Nyan, she's one of the um, the real uh, players behind that. So yeah, I would just check it out rather than me 
butchering it. That's very cool. <laughs> I will definitely go up and have a look. I didn't know yeah. where it was. That's so cool. And with the green flag reassessment, maybe I'm being a bit of a nerd here. Like I studied <laughs> government and political science. So like I love hearing things about that and how to write an environmental submission. That is all stuff that's like ringing in my ears. Like how, how many green flags does UCC have? Just out of curiosity. Oh God, I knew that. And I just, um, so as you, as you said there, Eva, like you, you summed it up so well, just the absolute brain fry that you get from, yeah. from uh, <laughs> organising. And, and in fairness, most of it's been just co-organising <clears throat> because stand and, and uh, societies have been so incredible this week. But um, I, I don't have the exact number off the top of my head. Um, Are each of them like themed that we have to go towards or is it just like on a general consensus that we're doing well and we deserve a flag? My understanding is that it's just the general consensus that we are continually engaging in sustainability actions yeah so uh, UCC has um, a sustainability action plan from 2023 to 2028 so that's a good one to to check out if you want some more information on the impact of Green Campus and the Office of Sustainability and Climate Action and the students who have been behind so much of this work um, yeah I would recommend looking into that because there's some ambitious plans there and we do have a lot of work to do you know in terms of becoming zero waste and uh becoming net zero by 2040 things like that you know we we have a lot to do but there's just such a fantastic community at UCC and I know that um you know from a student's perspective I remember when I was in college like the students I meet now are just they completely amaze me because I was just sort of walking into walls and bumbling around when I was in doing my undergrad. So many people have said that to me actually. <laughs> yeah so you know any engagement with events I'm, I'm really delighted with I know that there's there's a lot going on um, it's easy to get overwhelmed with the diversity of events there out there but I really think as well that any activities that relate to looking after people, looking after the environment, they're all interconnected. So I would really see Shag Week being connected to climate justice because, you know, anything that results in um, good being done for people, it's all interconnected, you know, um, you can't really separate them out. So I suppose it's just about um, crossing divides and bringing that multidisciplinary uh, perspective as well to, to everything that we do. Yeah, that's really nice. Maybe Shag Week is environmental, if you think about it enough. That's <laughs> yeah, <definitely. so> nice. <laughs> what do you think would be the event you're most excited for? Or can you even pick one out of the gang? Oh, it's so tough. Um, I really, I'm really, really excited about all of them now, I have to say. Um, they're just, there's such a diversity of stuff going on. I'm, I'm, I suppose the one that's most in my head at the moment is the Green Shoots by uh, Society's climate activism event that's happening this evening at seven. It's in Geo2 in the Western Gateway building. I think that'll be a lovely, I suppose, cross-pollination of ideas and a brainstorming event between societies and what we can do, how we can improve UCCs. Because it, this is it. It's always about like improving what what's happening at UCC, how we can become more sustainable, um, things we haven't thought of. And I, I guess I would really put it out there as well that like everyone really is doing their best in their own way. So it's about having these understanding conversations that bring everybody on board. Um, you know, I, I suppose what I have tried to do and what you've mentioned already is to sort of have something for everyone. I wish I had more sport involved this week. And that's something that I'm really going to try and do for Green Week because, um, you know, I think that like, I suppose... I, I definitely fit a certain profile in terms of like my appearance and what I talk about. So, <laughs> you know, some people see dangly earrings and a woolly jumper and they would go want to run away from me. And like, I think that's fair enough. But like, I think as a result of that, 
I don't necessarily hear everyone's perspective. So, you know, in terms of future events, um, Climate Action Week, Green Week, I'd love to have more collaboration with sport, with uh, different um, societies and their own kind of disciplines and areas. But yeah, look, I mean, the gardening event, if it goes ahead, will be class as well, I'm sure. It just, I really hope we get the weather for it. Yeah. I really love those interactive events. Like this evening sounds so good because, first of all, I'm such a society's hack and I love societies. But on another level, like it, it's great to facilitate students debating about things that are important because I would hope that every student here realizes how important their voice is and how the student voice is often the thing that makes the university work harder because they're the ones that are keeping this university afloat. Like their voices and their opinions are so important. So to facilitate it through an event in through Green, Green Campus, which is UCC and students, it's like the perfect middle ground where everybody can feel heard and hopefully actions will come from it, whether it's through this forum or through another event during the week that you will take note of it and like it will go somewhere that it's not falling on deaf ears or anything like that. So I just love that. When yeah. you, What was the like general consensus do you think when you brought this week when you put it out on social media was it like excitement was it kind of overwhelming do you think for students to have a whole week about climate activism or was it just kind of like oh I can't wait to plant plants and <laughs> listen to everything that has to do with green flags <laughs> yeah I I suppose it yeah I it would be really nice to have a way of I do have a survey but I haven't been able to <laughs> to share it out yet because everything's been so busy. Um, but I, you know, any student who is attending any of these events, please do come up and tell me what you'd like to see changed or, you know, what you would change yourself. I think that the general feedback I've gotten is that students appreciate that something like this is going ahead. The student community are so well versed in so many of these themes already. You know, in so many instances, I'm sort of preaching to the choir and, you know, a lot of the event facilitators are. Um, I think really the challenge for us is making these sort of events accessible to everybody and having something for absolutely everybody um, and, you know, making them as simple as possible to engage with. And I suppose that's what I have tried to do. Um, there's no event which feels like a lecture. Like there's there's nothing where you go in and you have to sit to a talk, through a talk rather. Um, I think that like a lot of students already know just how serious the situation is. They don't need to be necessarily told um, the latest in terrifying climate science. You know, we're yeah. all we're all aware of just how scary it is and and how vital it is that we take action. But um, I think th so. The overall theme of the festival as well is stories of change, and I've tried to bring that into each of the events, whether it's the folklore storytelling event or listening event, rather, or the botanical painting event. I suppose with botanical painting, for example, it's all about like reshaping our relationship with nature. I think there's quite a damaging. Um, theme out there at the moment which is that human beings are just bad for the environment and that's, that couldn't be further from the truth you know there's there's so many indigenous people who are living um, in, in a way that helps the environment rather than damages it and there's lots of people you know in Ireland and western countries who are also doing their absolute best to facilitate nature and to reduce their impact and I think as well coming from someone who studied zoology, ecology and, and worked in that area we are part of ecosystems. We're not this bizarre alien that came to Earth and decided to eat all the trees. You know, <laughs> we're, yeah. we're we're deeply embedded in ecosystems. And look, sometimes we have a negative impact, but we have the capacity to reshape ecosystems. I think it's important to acknowledge that the climate crisis and ecological crisis have resulted from the combination of 
extractive capitalism and colonialism, white supremacy, patriarchy, oppression, all of all those other big words um, that that would require hours to, to for us to chat to about. But, you know, we we don't need to look at ourselves unfavor, unfavorably in terms of our interaction with the natural world and things like looking at a plant and painting it and reminding ourselves of that lovely connection of that relationship with nature, that it's a reciprocal, symbiotic, beautiful thing. That is something to really celebrate and to remind ourselves of. So I hope that that's come through in the week's events. I hope that that has that that theme generally has helped um, mitigate that feeling of overwhelm, because I think generally, look, there's always going to be something to do on campus. Um, but it's just about going to things when you can, when you have capacity and doing it because it's going to be fun rather than a tour, you know. I love that. It's just like a mindful week as well in a way that we're just like reconnecting with nature in a setting, as I said, where students are so busy with books and worrying about money and working that if you took half an hour or an hour to come to any of these events and just reconnect with nature, it might do you the world of good. So I really like that. We might play one little song before we get into our last section. I think I'll do... Big Yellow Taxi by Joni Mitchell. A good one, yeah. (laughs) Can't go wrong. They paid paradise, put up a parking lot. With a pink hotel, a boutique and a swinging hot spot. Seem to go that you don't know what you've got till it's gone. It pays paradise, put up a parking lot. You don't know what you've got till it's gone. They pay paradise, put up a parking lot. Hey, farmer, farmer, put away the DDT now. Give me spots on my apples, or leave me the birds and the bees. Please don't it always seem to go that you don't know what you've got till it's gone. They pay paradise. Up a parking lot. Late last night, I heard the screen door slam, and a big yellow taxi took away my old man. Don't it always seem to go that you don't know what you've got till it's gone? The paradise put up a parking lot. But you don't know what you've got till it's gone. They pay paradise, put up a parking lot. They pay paradise, put up a parking lot. They pay paradise, put up a parking lot. Welcome back to UCC 98.3 FM. This is Know Your Union with Ava O'Brien, your welfare officer. And I'm here with Irene Hulavon, the UCC Green Shoots coordinator. We're just chatting all things about Climate Action Week and everything about being a climate activist as a student. 
So UCC has, oh, by the way, that was Big Yellow Taxi by Joni Mitchell. Great song. Actually makes me feel so happy and positive, makes me want to skip outside or something like that. So UCC has come a long way in their green journey. I think Plastic Free UCC is the one thing that we see absolutely every day on campus. And I know the Students' Union had a big say in that as well, which is absolutely great. Like student-centered, as I said earlier, like started with the students and worked its way up with the help of the university. Like student voice is so important in this space, especially when it comes to the environment, because it's our future. (laughs) But um, well, would you have any words to students that want an extra push to maybe follow these policies? Like I know sometimes, as I said earlier, I feel like I can never have a plastic bottle on campus. I'll be taking a photo of like paparazzi. <laughs> but it's good to have that push to like spend that tenner on a bottle or spend that tenner on a cup or just like go to the refillable things around campus and not go out to daybreak. Like sometimes students just need that little push that little encouragement to keep following these policies that we worked so hard on yeah yeah absolutely I think um I suppose because it's really become second nature for me to bring reusable bottle and cup to campus it does sometimes break my heart when I see a day break up on campus or like a, <laughs> um you know a, a a single-use cup that's brought from outside I understand I totally understand why sometimes people just have to do it um but it's just I guess Where you can and where you have capacity, I would definitely follow through with the single-use plastic-free, the plastic-free policies because it's better for your health, it's better for the environment, it's better for your pocket. It's it's just it's just a no-brainer. Like it it's it's so logical to pursue it, and even if you have no interest in the environment, it it makes sense from that perspective too. like, for example, I have a massive like liter metal water bottle in front of us here, but I drink out of that because, you know, plastic when it's when it gets hot, it's not good for you. You know, mm-hmm. it's not good for you to keep drinking out of the same plastic bottle. Having plastic in your body isn't great for you either. Um, and you can get reusable coffee cups made out of bamboo rather than plastic or glass. And, you know, it's it's just such a it's, it's a lovely way to look after yourself. Um and I know that it can be difficult to remember these things every day, but once you get into a system, it really does become second nature. And I think that people sometimes feel as though these things don't make a difference, but they make a massive difference because they have a cultural impact. And look, there are still certain elements of single-use plastic on campus. Vapes are a big bugbearer for me because they're so bad for people, as well as being, you know, e-waste as well as plastic waste. Um, and look, I know they can be useful when you're trying to move away from smoking traditional forms of nicotine but uh yeah that's that's kind of a bugbear for me but you know it's something we're trying to move away from we're really trying to get UCC to become uh, a single-use plastic free campus overall but the policies that currently exist with regards to bringing your own water bottle bringing your own cup yeah I would really just encourage that because yeah in my opinion it's kind of a no-brainer overall yeah thank you I think what helps me is like having spending that money on like a really cute bottle or a really yeah. cute cup then I like want to show it off almost and I like I won't forget it when I leave the house that's what I do and actually the to give them a little shout out the student center have really nice bottles and cups yeah their cups are so cute and I worked there last year and we were always getting new styles in I just love them like there was plastic ones like thick plastic and then there was glass ones and loads of other ones oh my god they're so cute my one at the moment has cats on it I'm such a cat person (laughs) I love it so much oh it's just so cute so other than the plastic free policy in UCC what other kind of things do UCC do for the environment as a whole yeah I guess the sustainability 
and Climate Action Plan would be the the place to go for that. But um, I suppose just in terms of like the impact that the Plastic Free Campaign has had, so UCC has uh, reusable cups available on campus, as as Ava said there. But we also have the to go to or to go cup um, mm-hmm. movement. I think they're gradually going to be phased out with the hopes that people will just have their own cups and bring them in. But um, unfortunately, I think um, Dr. Maria Cabran is probably better placed to talk about these campaigns generally. Um, but I'll do my best. Um, but yeah, like that's one aspect of it. But the amount of cups that have been saved as a result of this campaign has been phenomenal just absolutely wild and there's refill stations for water all around campus they can be a little bit hard to find sometimes but there's a map of them on uh, UCC Green Campus website there's also uh, cup sterilisation stations as well where you can do that kind of thing but in general UCC is always just trying to get better sustainability wise we've got lots of sources of renewable energy on campus we've divested from fossil fuels Um, there's a a huge refit project uh, retrofit project going on in the Enterprise Centre um yeah, there's just so much news that I find it really hard to summarise, but we've got a pollinator-friendly uh, gardening on campus and landscape management. Um, there was the establishment of the Wildflower Meadow back in 2019 that continues to be doing really well. Um, I would recommend downloading the the Green Campus Tour app on uh, the Green Campus website. That gives you a lovely summary of <coughs> um, sustainability initi- initiatives uh, that have happened on campus and you can physically walk around and see them all that's probably the best thing to do because my memory isn't the sharpest for all of them (laughs) um but yeah there's you know there's uh, constantly new developments in terms of sustainability at ECC I think it's amazing like and I think where I see it where I see the comparison I suppose in my everyday life especially when I go home to Clonakilty when I'm with my parents and we go to any kind of petrol station or garage everybody is leaving there with their single-use cup like oh my god we are in such a bubble here sometimes that we don't see like we've done so much work especially when you go out and you see all these other businesses that could be implementing strategies like UCC is Mm. that's when you when I really appreciate anyway the work that we've done one thing that we've touched on quite a lot I feel like during this hour is kind of the feeling of I suppose kind of getting bogged down with the very slow change that comes with mm-hmm. trying to make a meaningful impact when it comes to climate change and like I feel like it's hard to sometimes feel like you're making a change when you buy your bottle you don't see an immediate result which sometimes can be hard especially when you're a student and you have so many other responsibilities to keep up with your I suppose your environmental pledge that you have by just being a student or like contributing to our climate change journey really so so, and do you have any words of advice of that to like keep motivated and happy in your journey? Mm. Yeah, I would um, just be as gentle with yourself as you possibly can. Um, you know, any action that you can take is a good one. This problem is very overwhelming. It's systemic in origin. It's not the fault of the individual. Um, like, you know, we, t- we touched a little bit on all those big words around like extractive capitalism and all of that. But there's so much at play here that is historic um, and we're, we're trying to unravel it all but <clears throat> I mean the climate crisis forces us to think about really big questions like is our economy working for us does it need to be changed if we're just extracting resources and if we're you know abusing people in the process is this something we can really continue with um, 
So that's where concepts like post-growth economies, economies that um, thrive, whether or not they grow, those questions come into play. But when it comes to, I suppose, looking after ourselves and thinking about our own individual impact, just practicing self-compassion is so important. Spending time in nature when you can. I come from a an ecology background, as I mentioned, so sometimes spending time in nature for me can be a double-edged sword. It can be really heartbreaking um, because I see invasive species coming in or I see, you know, a hedgerow that was cut down or, you know, things like that. But finding nice pockets of good quality nature is so essential. Spending time in it is so essential. Um, I think as well, really like eat the basic things like eating well and sleeping well um talking to other people about it laughing as much as you can having as much fun as you can um and bringing that in, into your activism when you can because these things can be very debilitating they can they can be very upsetting so being able to have a sense of humor around all of this is very important and it can be very demoralizing when you are working so hard to bring your reusable bottle in every day and then you might look at uh, a dump in America or something yeah. and then oh you feel gosh. very disempowered. But, you know, I always think that even if this is, I don't think, I, I like, if you look at the news, like if you really take some time to look at what's going on, there's really remarkable work happening all across the world when it comes to decarbonisation. But look, Let's say, for example, that this is the end of the world, right? Would you look back on your behaviour on Earth and think, yeah, I'm really glad that I um, that I bought all those single-use bottles? Uh, you, you wouldn't. You know, you'd think, I'm really glad that I tried. Um, and that I'm, I might be being a bit poignant there, but um, Colin O'Regan had a really, really funny line. He said that I'd rather be an Egypt than a cynic. And I think that that's what we all just kind of need to try to do, like... Doing something good feels good. It doesn't matter if it's big or small. Working in community feels good. Being buoyed by other people feels good. Um, and I, I really believe in the goodness of people um, and the kindness of people. And God, there's a lot of that out there, you know. So look, we have a short amount of time maybe, but we can do a huge amount within that. Um, and it's not like 2050 is the end of the world. You know, every little bit counts and all we can save counts as well. That's what I'd say on that. Oh, well... I'm Ava, your welfare officer, and I'll leave you with a song. This one was kind of iconic on TikTok, like last year, it was Earth by Lil Dicky. Had like Justin Bieber and stuff in it. I don't know, do you remember? But it's kind of funny, and I'll leave you with this. And just once again, thank you so much. It's your boy, just one of the guys down here. Well, I could be more specific. Uh, I'm a human. And I uh, just wanted to, you know, for the sake of all of us earthlings out there.